Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Absolute Game of Nerds with your non-geek, non-nerd hosts, JP and Rohan. We have a special guest with us today. We have Nick from Geekable Podcast, and we're going to have Rohan give him a proper introduction. Uh, yeah, so I, I met Nick kind of really early on when I started getting back into the collecting game. Um, I don't remember how, I know Nick, I think, messaged me and was just like, hey, dude, what's up? And just kind of introduced himself, and we've been talking ever since. He's got a great podcast called uh, Geekable Podcast, um, where he talks a lot about um, kind of like more modern uh, issues and what he's reading, what's out there, kind of the stories that are going on now, which is great because both JP and I um, have literally no idea what's going on uh, with the kind of modern landscape. So to hear uh, Nick talk about what is out there, what's good, what you should read, that kind of thing is going to be interesting to hear. So Nick, why don't you say hello? How you doing? Yeah, what's going on, guys? So happy to be here. Huge fan of of you know the the show and and you guys coming on the scene, making a huge name for yourself with the podcast. You guys have one of the the highest quality shows um, that I honestly listen to, and I listen to quite a few. So honestly, it's an honor to be here. I I can't wait to dive into some of the stuff we have planned to discuss. Yeah, thanks for letting me be here. I I feel honored. Right on. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. So Nick, let's real quick. Let's go brief over. Why don't you tell everybody? Um, where you're at, I think you're Boston, right? And then just, and then we'll just kind of go into kind of your comic, what we call our origin story. What got you in, you know, from your childhood, you know, reading comics with maybe with, you know, your brother or whoever, however it got started, let's, let's hear about it. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, just a little background on me. So, um, not so recent grad anymore. I, I graduated, uh, from the university of Massachusetts Amherst back in 2020. So I was a COVID grad, um, you know, got out of college, went right into the corporate pipeline, um, you know, and, and just sort of stuck with comics the whole way. Comics have always been a constant in my life. Always, always, always. Um, ever since I was like, man, like eight or nine years old, like little boy running around, like with ultimate Spider-Man in his hands, you know, my parents reading it to me at, at you know, for bedtime stories and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, no, I live in Boston now in an apartment with uh, three of my best friends. Um, who I'm slowly converting into comics and uh, in the MCU and stuff, which is kind of cool as well. But um, but no, yeah, I mean, you know, by day, I just like you guys, I'm kind of like a hybrid, part geek, part like normal human being. Like, you know, when I tell people I'm into comics and the movies and stuff, they're always like, really? Like you? Like, serious? <laughs> like, really? And I'm like, no, like, I'm probably, honest to God, like the biggest geek you've ever met, and you just wouldn't really know it. So... That's kind of how it's always been, uh, you know, sort of like a, a, a hybrid, kind of like you guys. And, and, um, well, I don't and know, yeah, no, no Rohan's a hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> we we yeah. might be, but I don't know about him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, real quick, Nick, I want to kind of go back, and this is kind of uncomic related. So mm, you said you're a COVID grad. And this is, is something I find that is very interesting to me. So, you graduated during COVID and then you went to work essentially from a work from home directly out of college. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. I was, um, was it COVID started in 2019. So I had, I was actually in China when COVID started. I was in China studying abroad. Nick oh, is who brought it here, JP. That's right. <laughs> I'm like patient zero over here. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> no. So, so I, I was, I was studying abroad in, in, in Bangkok at the time. And, and then they were like, come home. UMass was like, oh, yeah, you know, there's, there's, there's nothing going on. We don't know. It's probably going to be fine. I come back 
and they're like, yeah, pack up your shit. You're, we're done. You know, just don't come back. This is like going to be really bad. And that was the end of it. And then I was just off to get it. I already had a job. My offer got rescinded. Next thing you know, I'm trying to find a job and, and I landed somewhere where I was pretty happy, luckily. So it all worked out in the end. But yes, I was a I was a casualty. Of yeah, I, I always find this phenomenon just interesting because, I mean, JP and I are now almost, you know, we graduated decades ago now. Uh, but I mean, like, I just remember, like, so when I first graduated college, I was a civil engineer. And it's just, I just oh, learned yeah. so much, like, being in an office, like, watching other people, like, how to be a professional. And so when I hear people like you that are like, I've never really been to the office, like, that to me is just, like, mm. mind-blowing. Yeah, no, I mean, for my my job right now, I probably go to the office once every four months. And that's, that's like it just to give my quarterly business report, get in, get out everything else completely on zoom or over slack. That's literally Yeah, there's I would, dude, I would argue there's a disconnect there too. Like just in terms of networking and stuff like that. It's it's interesting. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I think you're starting to hear a lot of that now. And again, we're kind of getting still side tangent here. But like, I've known a handful of people that have obviously gotten new jobs in the last couple of years. And like a lot of them will say like, I like my new job, but I just don't have any personal connection to yeah. it because I don't actually know anybody. I mean, we email about work and that's it. There's no like lunches together. There's no talk at the water cooler. There's no network kind of thing going on. No happy hours, that kind of thing. No. Yeah, which is Good too bad because I work I work at a company with like a lot of people my age. So it would be kind of fun to do, but no one goes in. No one goes yeah. in, you know, so crazy. Yeah. Um, all right. So like, let's go back to, again, the comic origin. So they've always been a part of your life. Who did you grow up on reading, collecting? You know, well, that kind one of thing I want to ask, Nick, you said oh, yeah, your please. parents read to you Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. And others, oh, yeah. right? Were your parents big into comics or did they just, so, you grabbed them and they read them for you? Yeah. So, all right. So, oh, man, I love telling my origin story so much because it's, it's always so interesting hearing people's how they got in. I, I just love my little story so much. So <laughs> I got into comics, man. Yeah. I was probably like eight years old. Um, because my mom, who was just like a really cool mom, like I could go on for hours about how much my mom is like, the, she's like the best. And, uh, and my dad is too. And, um, you know, I grew <laughs> dad, up. Just, yeah, you're still there. yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I, I, I grew up and I'm like, like my mom was love, love Godzilla. Love Godzilla, like all that cool stuff. She was like showing me everything. I, the exposure I had as a kid to everything was perfect. It was like, there was no way I was not going to be a comic fan. There was just no way, right? I mean, you know, I would I would take interest in Godzilla and then that would kind of like open up the door and I'd be like, oh man, like this is cool. I like monsters. And then, you know, we'd be at the bookstore and we'd be looking at books about monsters and comics and monsters. Next thing you know, it's like, oh, Jack Kirby's art wow, that's really cool. Like, let me, let me take this from the Boston public library. My mom would read up on like monsters, Marvel monsters, stuff like that. And I'd be like, so fascinated. I'd be like, Oh my God, this is so cool. And then, you know, I start realizing Marvel, Marvel comics. And, you know, I was a nineties kid, right? I was born in 97. Right. So I had the X-Men cartoon. I had Spider-Man. I had all that stuff. It was just, it was written in the stars. It was primed. It was all right there. And, you know, I would, I would be so into that next thing, you know, I'm asking for comics, like, oh my, like, I want to read about this. How do I, how do I learn more? And my mom and dad were so supportive. They were like, oh, hundred percent. Like we got you. Like my dad used to read comics here and there. My mom was like into them when she was a kid. We go to the store and we just like go crazy. And um, I was pretty fortunate. Like I, I grew up around money. Like my parents are 
pretty well off. So money was never an issue. So I would always just ask for comics and Pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh cards and all that kind of stuff. And I would love it so much. And, uh, you know, my parents would read to me all the time and the, and it just spiraled from there. Right. It just kept going. And then, you know, you start becoming more of a fan and, you know, the, the movies were there, right? Like Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. Like I'm seeing that as a little kid in the theater and I'm just like, Oh my God, this is unbelievable. Like, it was that just was, the perfect timing. It really was. That was like your, that was our Star Wars, was your Spider-Man. Dude, perfect, perfect comparison. Perfect yep. model of comparison. Absolutely. Yep. yep. So I will say, I think cool. it's kind of funny to hear you say that you're a 90s kid when you were born in 97, because I think of myself as a 90s kid, but like, you know, born in 83, but like my childhood was the 90s. And so that's how I pictured it. Yeah, you were stuff. a full, I was at the end where yeah. things were still like really good though. But, yeah. but yes, yes, no. So you would have yeah. come in like kind of like post that 90s crash of comic books as it's kind of, I guess, maybe restarting, I guess, almost. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I, I went into shops, though, and I would just, I, you know, I just started, I was like to tell you, I would just start picking out covers and I'd be like, oh, this looks cool. And it was all like old stuff. For some reason, I just really liked it. And I would just be like, oh, uh, you know, Deadpool, this guy looks kind of cool. Put it in the pile to buy. Oh, like, who is Victor Creed? He looks really cool. Like this, this character is so cool. Put it in the pile. And it's just kind of like, eventually I just amassed so much background knowledge, right? Because I would just read random issues on characters. And then by the time I realized, oh, wait, comics come out weekly. Okay, interesting. I had amassed all of this knowledge and I was sort of ready to just get into weekly comics, right? Because around that time, 2004, uh, yeah, around that time, I'd like to think the event boom happened right you had civil war you had annihilation you had all those big blockbuster comic events coming out and i was ready to sort of dive into that um just from the, the background knowledge that i had so that's sort of how i kind of became a weekly pull guy from there did you do anything with the cards because we talked about that on our last pod that uh, the cards were big for us did that help you to know the background of some of the characters that you may only saw because research and the and early 2000s wasn't as easy as it is now to get mm. all the background of the characters. So I remember reading them and you would have little asterisks to tell you about a previous situation that was going on now. And that's yeah. the only way I knew any real background, but you had the cards maybe to help get a better idea. Or if you just dove into it and just read them all that you had hundred um, percent, no JP hundred percent, those Marvel cards. Oh man, those are the best. I have, I, I probably have close to like all of them. Like I just, I, yeah, like I was so into that. I, I have to like flex my collection on you one day. Like you'd be like, oh man, that's awesome. Like it was like the cards, 100% dude, like all day. Like I used to collect them um, and I still have some of them like on a, oh man, I have to show you my collection. Yes, but yes, yeah. the cards, 100% dude, 100%, I loved them. Now, the, did your did your mom have or dad have any issues, comic issues that they gave you that you still have? my dad had a little box of Superman comics that we found up in the attic one day at my grandparents. And they were just like kind of nothing issues. Um, it was like some Sergeant Rock. There was some Superman. I think there was some Howling Commandos in there. And, uh, and so I, yeah, I read those, but by the, by that, by that time I was already like full fledged kind of into it. And um, I was, I'm, I'm like, kind of like, like, I hate to say this word, but I'm like kind of a Marvel fanboy. 
I'm not too yeah, into DC. Still, still JP and I, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I nothing against DC, but it's I just Lobo. always come on now. I <laughs> know. Yeah, JP is Lobo fan. and Booster Gold. Yes. Oh, okay, cool, cool. They're gonna send yeah. my kids to college whenever those books take off. So, yes, yeah. you will. Yes, yeah. hopefully, hopefully. Fingers crossed for you. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, dude, like anything that there was, like cards, all that shit. I was like, I was there. My parents were buying it for me, and I was loving it. I was just, yeah. It's just it was hooked. I was hooked, dude. Still have them all, correct? All the stuff you had basically still do. I mean, again, still trading do. and and upgrading and whatnot. But do you still have the majority of that collection from twenty almost twenty years ago? Hundred percent, yeah. And I also have another another counterpart. My younger brother who's a year younger than me. We were super close. We went to college together. We've been bed, best friends forever. Um, he's just as much into it as I was. So having a brother really added sort of like another dynamic because i had a built-in best friend essentially right. and he was just as into it as i was so I, it almost like drove me further to be a fan because i would like lean on him for things he would ask me and it was just sort of like a hype we would hype each other up about it we'd get we, i had someone to get excited with about it you know what nice. i mean it wasn't just mm -hmm. me it was it, it really helped a lot my brother's super cool he's still into it um yeah you know, that, that helped a lot too. I, I'm glad I mentioned my brother just made fun of me and you know, Oh no. <laughs> and he oh, was no. younger too. What's up with that? Oh shit. Yeah. Really? My yeah. brother's tougher. My brother's a military guy. He's tough. He, he beat me in a fight any day. No, I feel you on that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, my, yeah, my no, brother my... more into sports. So which drove me, I guess more than late nineties was more into the sports side of it. But um, yeah, you know, he didn't really, he wasn't into the cards or comics. So yeah, it's all right. Yep. Yeah, I had the I had the brother thing, like we got into comics, then we got into sports and back and forth. So yeah. Um, so Nick, again, let's so who who were your favorites growing up when you first when you got into this? You started especially when you started with your pull list, like who who what were you pulling kind of thing? Oh, okay. So oh, man, when did I start pulling stuff? Like I seriously started pulling stuff probably probably Civil War One was when I really started pulling stuff because the Marvel marketing back then, oh man, it was so good. Like, I don't know if you guys remember like yeah, it was like Secret Invasion, like the ads for it were so captivating. It was just like people and then there was just like a scroll in the ad. I, I, I have to like pull it up, but just the ads really captivated me at that time period. The Civil War, like whose side are you on? Like Iron Man, Captain America. I'm like, oh shit, like this is like, I never thought about the heroes really kind of like fighting like this. Like, so that was, that's what catapulted me in. And I was like, okay, I'm going to read the Civil War book. Seems cool. And, you know, I'm, like all these big things are happening. And I'm like, oh, wow, like Peter Parker's revealing himself to the public. Like, well, OK, this is big stuff. Like, this is cool. And it all matters. And so that's when I was like, OK. And I just sort of followed that train going forward. And um, hmm. yeah, so that's when I really started the weekly pull stuff. Which yeah. the, the not to get too much off, but I mean, no, my kids were growing up in about 2005. I was when I had my first kid. Nice. And. I wasn't into collecting anymore, but I still had all my my books, um, most of them. But my kids started getting the toys, right? So I got a bunch of Iron Man, Superman, uh, you know, stuffed animals and, and toys. Oh, yeah, and dude, the Marvel Legends. Yeah, hours, I mean, they were Legos. They were into them. But, and then the movies come out, and, and by the time Civil War actually hit, I had no idea that that was actually a storyline. Like, I was in it where oh. I watched the movies, and my kids had the, the gear, I guess you'll call it. I have a ton of shirts that are, you know. And, you know, two T's and whatnot, what your kid sizes that are Marvel and, and, and DC. But 
I, I was like, what is this storyline? Like, I never knew it because I stopped reading about 97 and I haven't read another comic since then. Wow. I just okay. like, I just like the collecting of the, you know, classic covers, things like that. But I do want to start reading more, but I just, I can't find the time to just dive into it. And dude. Like, it seems like your well, thing, you just. Yeah. No, 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 man, dude. That's like what you just said hit me hard because everyone would sit down and tell me like, oh yeah, like, you know, soon you'll have a job and you'll have the money, but you won't have the time, the time. And right. right. And it was like, I had the time back in college and all through high school and middle school and elementary school, but I didn't really have the money. Like I, my parents, they had money, but like, there was still a limit where they'd be like, okay, we're like, we're not like chill, like chill out. <laughs> and now it's like, I have the money, but I don't have the time. And it's like, my weekly books are just like stacked. Like, I mean, I'm pulling, dude, I probably spent $50 a week. On yeah, yes, you said on your on your recent yeah, like 40, yeah 40, 50 45, 50, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot. Yeah, is that all? Real. Is that all just the just on the? Is that the pull budget? Like that's what? Like how many? So how many comics is that? Like ten a week? Probably that probably averages out to like probably averages out to like ten or eleven. Yeah, and yeah. if so, comics come out once a month, so that's forty different runs essentially that you're consuming at a time, mm. right? Yeah, uh, it's gotta be, gotta be thirty-five. Yeah, man. Yeah, they're all different like runs. Are they all like nothing's bi-weekly anymore? Is it? Spider-Man is. Spider-Man okay. is, and that's. I want to say that's it. Spider-Man is, and that's it. Um, yeah, it's expensive, right? It's like huh. it is. It is expensive, and you know, I'm still going back and collecting the old stuff. Of course, like that's I like I love all that shit, but um, it's sort of just like I, what you just said really spoke to me too because jp so many times so many times people tell me oh yeah you know i took a break for comics for like four years and like i'm just getting back into it now i like really want to avoid that at all costs because it's dude it's so hard man it things move a mile a minute now i feel like if i stop for four years i almost would be like i don't even know how to get back in yeah like, i mean yeah. just just to give you some context here nick like JP and I are, we're, we're 30 plus years taking yeah. a break. So when you talk about like these big events, like secret wars or secret invasion and civil war, like, and you're like, remember mm -hmm. those ads? Like, I have no idea. Honestly, like I know the stuff that I know from the early nineties and the stuff I learned before. And then I have no idea about anything else really, except what I've learned in this last year. So that's why I think it's very interesting to hear you talk about these things. And we just, and everyone, honestly, everyone we've probably interviewed on here is kind of in that same boat. They're right around the same age of us. They took a break, like, for a long time and are, you know, getting back into it. Now, both JP and I are telling us, like, we both wish that we never took a break because we are big collectors. And, like, yeah. some of these books that we want right now, if we hadn't stopped collecting, we could have all had for pennies on the dollar for what they cost now. 100%. 100%. It's tough. It's tough. Like, I almost feel bad for you guys because, like, when the MCU came, it came Hard. like it came hard oh, yeah. and it, yeah and it thing things changed forever right like uh, and and there's also things like cgc now that's still that's relatively new yeah relatively new yeah, yeah. Just, it, it wasn't around when i was collecting but i, I think there were 2000 2002 when it right. became yeah. big yeah. yeah yeah people forget that like cgc is still i would say it's like still new to the scene and there's still a lot of ripple effects coming from things like that um and yeah. and yeah you know so so check this out. So I, you know, I, I'm a, I like to collect, if you remember from, in the Marvel series ones cards, they have this section that was called MVC for most valuable comics. 
And so it was like AF15 and, um, you know, Journey to Mystery 83. And like, these mm-hmm. are the ones in the back. And they also had a couple more. And so I've, I have three of the comics now of the cards, which is ASM 129, First Punisher. Uh, yep. And I was looking at these the other day. And just like, here it is, like on the back of the card, they have, they list, because the, the Series 1 came out in 1990. And they have the Overstreet price guide value of 1990. So ASM 125, near mint, $185. Giant size X-Men 1, 1990 Overstreet price guide, near mint, $95. Hulk 181, 1990 Overstreet price guide value, $75 near mint. Could you imagine? Think about that. Dude, think. I don't even. Dude, when people... Like I said, like I was big into like Pokemon cards. I had all the like OG Pokemon cards because I was coming out right when Pokemon was a thing. And fucking dude, I got rid of all of them. I got rid of all of them. And, you know, I'm looking and I used to like have them in like little like slots and stuff like, you know, protectors. Did you have the Japanese ones? I had a few. Japanese writing on the back? I had a few of those. Yeah. Um, To be honest, I don't really even know what that means. Like I, I like I. I was so young at the time, but I still took care of everything I had. Like my parents always raised me like, you, like we're buying you this shit, like take care of it. So my comps were always, always pristine. Everything had to be like perfect. And I, you know, oh, dude, I don't even like talking about it. Cause like, I see like Jake Paul and Logan Paul, like selling, like buying these for like millions of dollars and people just regular people, dude, look at Will Smith. Look yeah. at Will Smith buying Did like action guys- comics. Number one. Did you guys see it's crazy? So, so first, I was gonna say what it comes. I think it's funny. I, I think it, it's either Grail or. This one, Chief. <laughs> oh, dude, that's awesome! <laughs> just that's got this sick. in the mail today. Oh, it's only 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 seventy bucks. That's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. That's uh, I was gonna say real yeah. quick on the Pokemon cards. I, it's either Elite or Grails, or maybe it's both. Like every once in a while, they'll post a Pokemon card, and they'll be like. Twenty four hundred dollars. I'm like, dang. No, no, no. They had one for like ten grand, I think, or yeah. eleven. And I looked like the one I just sold on eBay. And I went, yeah. son of a bitch. Yep. And I looked at the back and it has Japanese writing on the back. So that was the difference. So I didn't sell the the big one, but okay. I found it in my kids, um, you know, a floorboard. I took it oh, off shit. the paint and it was down there. And I was like, what's this? It's a Charizard. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. But it was messed up. It was bent. So I didn't get more than a hundred bucks for it, but I saw elite had it for sale for 11,000. I was like, yeah, yeah no, but it was different ones. So also, yeah, did you guys see? So Nick, I don't know. Are you a big sports guy, like NFL at all? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I um, you're not be a Patriots fan. I'm a big Pats fan. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. a Steeler fan, man. You guys ruined the last twenty years of my <laughs> Super Bowl. So, anyways, <laughs> this this past week they had a story that they posted, and that was a player. He's not a star player anymore, but his name is Blake Martinez. He like uh, was recently on the Giants. Anyways, they said he retired, and now nah, I think it was more like he just probably ran out of opportunities. But like, so they're like he retired to sell Pokemon cards, and it was something like he made. I can't remember. It was like he's made seven or five million dollars selling Pokemon cards in the last two years or something like that. Holy crap! Yeah. How Things did he like do that? that? I don't yeah, know. I didn't read he... into this. I didn't read into this story. I just since we're talking about it, that just brought up to my mind. I was like, no, oh, I need shit. to. I need to look at that. I need to look at that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and yeah, like that's it's well, shit like that, man. Like, well, just, on that like, cup you just drank out of, was that from uh Star Wars episode episode four? It <laughs> yeah. looks like the same cup that Luke used to drink out of. Look at that yeah. thing, <laughs> looks like the same so, goddamn cup. So, <laughs> so, funny thing is, like, 
So uh, when we first started doing the podcast, when we do these interviews, we do them in the evening. And I often I have my kids often in the evening, and, and so we used to do them on like I used to do them at home, and I would just like put on like Peppa the Pig to distract my kids while I do the podcast. And then I was like, I usually used to take my kids to my parents' house once a week on Tuesdays, and I was like, I should go on Wednesdays, and then I could film the podcast there while they're playing with my parents downstairs, which is what's going on right now. So the last oh. few weeks I've been at my parents' house. This is my parents' house, and like. My parents are the type of people that like they don't throw away anything. Like oh. it took them, it took them moving out of our old house to like get rid of our TV with the wood paneling and like the oh, knobs. Yeah, like, oh, it hasn't God. worked. That TV hasn't worked in 20 years. But my dad will always be like, Oh, one day we could get it fixed. And it's like, what? So you can still turn the knob? Like you're not gonna you get real. Like, so, anyways, cool. like this cup, I used this cup when I was a child. In I the believe 90s. it. And like they still have them, and so yeah, it, it, it looks, looks exactly like came out of 1977. Yeah, <laughs> oh, oh my god, that's something I would, yeah, no, that's funny, that's so funny. You sniped that. I, I could, yeah. that's <laughs> yeah, we have those plastic cups, you can't drop and break them, so can't nope. go wrong when, when you got nope. kids. The last so. year, 30 years, yep, 100%. So, Nick, let's get back to your pull list. Give us a couple of examples of what's kind of on your um, your pull list that you, you're into. That you're what, what's what are you reading right now that. You got 35 options. What What's kind of the top, the ones that you like, you may let a couple sit, but these ones, when yeah. they hit, you're always reading. What, what are those? 100%, dude, 100%. Um, look, I am still like an event guy by nature. So when I think titles will lead up to something great, I will definitely pay closer attention to them and I'm more excited about them. Right now, if I was to like throw some titles at you, and and, and some sometimes the titles that I, I like the best too are the most far removed, right? And other corners of the Marvel universe have nothing to do with anything. They just operate on their own. If I was to like list out some titles right now that I'm always like minute one, I get home, I sit down, I open the book. I would probably say Thor right now is very strong. Um, I'm a huge like Donny Cates fan. I'm, I like his writing style. I like. I was gonna ask he, if I was gonna ask if he's a current because I know people really rave about that guy. Yeah, people rave about his. I mean, I'm a full advocate for his writing style because he what he writes matters. That's what he does. I really appreciate it as a consumer, right? I mean, that's what I want. I want my story to matter. Thor right now is leading up to a great story. Definitely some sort of event revolving around uh, Thanos, Marvel zombies, and a seventh Infinity uh, Infinity gem. Oh. which is pretty cool. So I'm like, man, okay, 100%. I'm into that. It's very dark. It's it's Nick Klein's on the artist on, on the art. He's amazing. He's unbelievable. That's that's a great one. Ghost Rider right now, phenomenal. Ghost Rider's so good. It's so it's just it's just so scary and it's it's like they're giving Benjamin Percy the writer so much freedom to just sort of like go crazy and uh kind of like go a little bit gory too. Like, you know, you see innocent people dying in like horrible ways. It feels it feels like 2004 Marvel a little bit. Like, you don't see that too much these days. Like people, I don't know. It's just different. Is but that, Was that Marvel Knights? You're talking about 04? Is that what you mean? Or is that? That's about Marvel Knights. Yeah, that's also like, you know, Bendis New Avengers. Like, it was just yeah. kind of gritty. It was a little darker. Like, Captain America was more badass. Like, you wouldn't fuck with Captain America back then. <laughs> like, you just would Like, he's just like a tough dude. Like, now it's a little different. You know things are things are are good, but um, Captain America is another title right now that's really cool. A um, lot of status quo changing, which I thought was super necessary to the character. Bucky Barnes, just a lot of like Cap's world being flipped upside down, all for that. 
Also now, is that. this is this Steve Rogers Captain America or is this um, Falcon Captain America? Yes, that's good that you said. Yeah, because there's two books right now kind of coinciding. Uh, that's Steve Rogers. Um, I, I buy both of them. I, I like both of them. But like Steve Rogers, I've been saying this for years. He needed like sort of like a, a, a new chapter, sort of like a, you know, be flipped upside down. But you know what, guys? Honestly, if I was like recommends people read one comic coming out right now. And I said before, I'm a, I'm a Marvel fanboy. Um, Batman is like the probably the best new comic coming out right now by Chip Zdarsky. Mm-hmm. So good. Huh. Oh, real quick, just, before we get, we get back. So yeah. I thought of the Captain America. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Are the two Captain Americas coinciding in the same universe and they're just two Captain Americas now? Or are they like kind of in separate universes? And No, no, same universe. Same universe. I don't really do Elseworld story that much because I'm spending so much money on the universe that everything is happening in. Like, you know, like, that's sort of like my logic on it. Like, I'll buy things if people are like, you really need to read this, then I will. But like, I, I don't really do like two universes, what's going on in this one that like this one, like, um, so yes, to answer your question, yeah, they're both going on the same ones. Yeah. I mean, those are just a few titles that are like, really great right now. Like Moon Knight's cool too. Like I said, Batman's phenomenal. Um, yeah, I mean, what, it's what's it's, making what's making Batman you know, you're one of your top choices. It's just, Chip Zdarsky, he's killing it on Daredevil too. That's an amazing title. Wait, so he's writing for both concurrently? Correct. Oh, hmm. interesting. He's on DC and Marvel. Yeah, it is. It is. And he's like on, I mean, he's just on fire. Chip Zdarsky, he's like a, a, a writer that when he writes, I buy. Like, that's a yeah. general rule I have. When Donnie he's, Cates writes, I buy. When Chip Zdarsky writes, I buy. Yeah, like, I've. I've heard yeah. of Dottie Cates and I've learned of, I've only known of Chip Zdarsky through your podcast. Cause you guys seem to always like, when I hear you guys talk about Chip Zdarsky, it, it is like, he is the best, I don't know best, but he is a must read writer. Yeah. Um, you guys would appreciate him too. He, he digs into the old stuff a lot too. Like you guys would fuck with that. I think who, who else is, um, so the other writers I've heard of, like the other, one I hear people rave about is Jonathan Hickman. Um, <sighs> He's my favorite and, guys. He's uh, like, he's my favorite. Like Stanley's always my number one, Jonathan Hickman. I think he's like actually my all time favorite. Yeah. Like, I mean, pe people talk about him. Like he's like the, the Marvel superstar right now. I just, I, I could, I could do a whole episode talking about Jonathan Hick. If I was to like leave you guys with one thing from this episode that you remember going forward, it's Jonathan Hickman, Marvel. It's that's, that is what it would. That is what I would want you to take away from my time with you guys. Now Seriously. he did the Secret Wars 2015. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. So, you have you read the 84 Secret Wars and the 2015? Yeah, every Secret Wars. Yeah, Secret Wars two, um, all of them, everything. Yeah. So as they, you know, not. I don't know if we want to get into into the direction of Marvel right now, mm -hmm. but yeah. it seems like Marvel. The, the comics are about ten years ahead of the movies somewhat right seems like it. yeah ten years. yeah yeah yes yeah so the, yeah. the secret wars 2015 i know a little bit of the background uh, of the 2015 i know more of the 84 one but from my understanding the 84 one was essentially um who was the writer for that one I'm trying to think off the top of my head um mike zach was the artist but mm -hmm. the, the the person in charge at at marvel said he took kind of a poll to say what are the what's the name of the title that would grip people the most and it was like kids want to see secret and wars were the two names that came up the most or words that came up the most in his polling 
So that's where Secret Wars came from. And then it was essentially just this way to sell more toys with this elaborate story of Battle World, you know, the, the Beyonder bringing everyone to this world. Yeah. The 2015 story seemed like it was way, way deeper and way more um, seemed integral now into the into the Marvel in the multiverse. It seems like gripping. I have the whole set. I want to read it, but I haven't had a chance yet. Yeah. I mean, look. <laughs> Like it's like also I want to take a stab. Was it shooter? Was it shooter? Who yes, was on? You're right. yep, yep. Yeah, shooter and then Mike Zek did a lot of the art and yeah. Which shooter was the the editor in chief, I believe, at Marvel at the time. Yeah, I think it's so they were trying to get a way to sell toys like Star Wars did mm -hmm. after their movies. So they wanted to sell more toys, so they came up with that whole storyline. And yeah, and I, I don't think, think it, it was effective as 2015. I think that one was seems like much bigger. Oh, dude, like honestly, like JP, I almost want to tell you, like, don't even read it because you need to read, like, you need to really read, like, Jonathan Hickman's Avengers and New Avengers that just builds up to Secret Wars. Like, okay. you would appreciate it so much more. Like, the foundation, it's so complex, too. Like, it's kind of like, I, I, I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. I'm not a huge Star Wars guy because, like, I felt like I needed to really, like, take a lot of notes while oh, reading you, had, you grew up with jar jar binks who would be in the Star Wars if that was <laughs> yeah, your i did i saw that. those movies and i didn't even really like them that much but yeah. um but but of course that you know i'm here and i could tell you every little thing about the mcu but but you know granted i don't know star wars it just didn't really connect with me but it's like so intricate how jonathan hickman writes it's so so hard to follow i would consider myself like you know probably like phd in modern comics i, I like mm -hmm. i truly would and even for myself, I would have to Google things that were going on while the issues were coming out. Like, why did this happen? What does this mean? How does it go to Reddit? What does this mean? How does this work? What is like, it's so, he's so smart. And it's just like, it's almost like too hard to follow, but it's so good. I can't even explain it. So honestly, like you have the set, that's great. If you want to read it, you should. It's still, you'd still appreciate it. But dude, I'm telling you, you like, you need to read New Avengers and Avengers, and they're so good too, man. So, so go back to like 2005 New Avengers or 2005 Avengers. 2012, I think. Is that when it came out? Okay. Well, I have yeah. 2012. This is, I have this, one of them. This is kind of what I find very confusing about um, modern comics is that they rerun or restart runs so many times oh. in the last two decades that I find it very, for example, like amazing Spider-Man started in 1963 yeah, and that still goes to this day. And then like when yeah. we were going to see an amazing Spider-Man and then they did come up with um, web of Spider-Man and then spectacular Spider-Man, but they yes. kind of had, but otherwise like now there's like Spider-Man volume eight restarted over. And it's like, what? Like it's oh, like, well, well, ever since like, they did that. they've like stopped and started every time, but there's like so many number ones now. And like, I'm like, what is going on? I yeah, no, I stopped asking questions a long time ago, dude. It's annoying, but number ones sell. And you know yeah. what? It's we're, we're living in a world where like, I don't know if you guys are big on the numbers. I'm huge on the numbers. What's selling? What's not? How many units is this sound? Like what, like what was the top comic of this month? Like I'm into all that. Um, the numbers like aren't that, it's sad to kind of say the numbers aren't that strong anymore. Like every, three years, there's a decline in people buying comics. It's not really going up in the sense where it's just like, it was so steady for a long time. Now it's like, ah, they need to like really incentivize people to come on and show that like, hey, it's easy to jump on. There's no more Spider-Man number 692. Yeah. Now it's like, here's a number one 
easy to jump onto for people even like your, you know, you guys, where it's just like, oh yeah, like I haven't been Spider-Man fan for 30 years. Oh, there's a number one. Like now's the time, right? It's for people that go out and see Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, I just saw the new Spider-Man movie. Like I'd love to maybe check it out, right? And here's a number one. Like it's it's always sort of they're kind of the marketing is smart like that. That's yeah. what worried me about the collecting side of it is no one collects stamps anymore. Coins are probably still collected, but not as they as big as they may have been. Cards still are, but because the comics are in the pop culture, because you can drive past someone in a Cadillac with a Deadpool sticker on his car, it's ingrained. So I think that the pop culture pop culture part of the comics will stay. Maybe the readership may die off off and on, but I think the you know the collecting phase of it I think will continue forward because you know my kids grew up with the movies you had the movies as you were growing up right yeah had little bit we had superman and batman were the only two good movies we had until 2002 or at 2001 when spider-man told me Guar came out but we didn't have much to go on just the books themselves so now it's much more ingrained to keep it going and keep getting people interested to say i just saw spider-man no way home i'm going to read the comic right like you said so yeah. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. If we're putting too much money into something, Rohan, we want to get this back someday. Yeah. I actually would be curious to know, like, if you were to look at Marvel, know how much of the pie is comic books and how much of the pie is film? As a as a whole? Like Yeah, just like on if, if you look at a reg- yeah. revenue stream, is it like nowadays is it fifty fifty? Is it sixty forty? Like I'd be curious to know what that kind of pie breakdown is. Dude, I would be Dude, it's got to be minuscule for comics. It's yeah, gotta be. it's got to be. You mentioned on your show, I, th- I think, recently about how the the movies are fueling the books now, not the other way around. Is that correct? Uh, I would, I would agree with, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, because it it was, uh, you know, there, there, the the movies are, the books are starting to look more like the movies than other way around, and that's correct. What, yeah, so that's what kind of bug bugs me a little bit is that. I want to see what I read 20 years ago. And now it's something that they just came out with or five years behind me too. And you know, Nick Fury changed, right. Mm-hmm. I, I, when I saw Samuel Jackson, I'm like, Oh, he, that works, but didn't know who he was until someone said, Oh, it's Nick Fury. Oh, that's yes. not the one I remember, but I, I get it. But you know, when they change stuff for, and then when I look back and I fought old comics back before the movies came out, Samuel Jackson looked like Nick Fury Dude, from that run, right? Hundred percent. It's dude. It's even worse than that. Like, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of it either. Because like, I want what like Jim Starlin wrote. I want that to matter today. Like, right. I don't. I don't want that to go away. Like, like all those comics. Like, you know, Steve Englehart, Silver Surfer, all that good stuff. Like, that matters to me. Like, don't mess with that. But it's almost to a point. And dude, I have asked so many writers that we've had on the show. Like, like, I've asked so many people that have guests that are currently writing at Marvel right now. And I, I always ask the guests, you like, it can't be coincidence that, you know, the Black Widow movie came out, like when we had Kelly Thompson on, I was like, it can't be a coincidence that, you know, the, the Black Widow movie came out and now you're, you're retconning that, you know, Yelena and Natasha are like sisters and X, Y, Z, like editorial mm-hmm. is editorial doing this? Like, are they, are they telling you guys to match with the movies? And every single time I asked, um, I asked uh, uh, the, uh, White too, who's the head of X right now. 
And I was like, you guys have to be like, like what's going on? Like the synergy is there. I get it. It's great for marketing. Like, is, is there something going on? Every time they say no. Really? Every time. Every time they're like, no, we're not, you know, we're not doing that. And I can't believe it. Yeah, that's probably what they're supposed to say. I can't believe it. I just, dude, I cannot believe it. It is, there is no way. There's no way. It's like, I could list 30 examples off the top of my head right now. How, like in, how the synergy is there between the comics. um, Well, the thing is, you know, not to go too far off the, off the, off the side here, but whenever you, you know, uh, get called on jury duty, right? They don't want people locally, if there was a big crime locally, that they're influenced. So think of it as the writers, they're watching the movies. What do you think is influencing them to write? Yeah. Right? They want to make it match. So maybe they Ooh. shouldn't be allowed to watch movies <laughs> until they're done writing it more. Yeah, plus I got to imagine like if a movie's popular and you're writing a book related, it's like, well, I want to capitalize off that momentum. I want to be a popular writer, right? So yeah. it seemed to make sense that they would like use themes and storylines right dude it's like ant-man just came out i don't know if you guys saw it i I went and saw it a few days ago um and modok was in it right like not not non no no spoiler it was in the it was in the the trailers and stuff like modok you can can but we already actually our last episode was the review of ant-man so okay i thought i saw that but yeah i want to make sure um yeah yeah, so you know modok was in it and it's like he's the villain of the new captain america arc right now like that's a maybe subtle coincidence but it's also like this happens every time. Like I would call it a coincidence, but this ha- this happens every single time where the villain of this movie is now the main character of this mm-hmm. in the yep. comic. It's just like it's every time. It's like there's there's no and then they'll change little things and it's like, uh, it's just like I don't know. That's just how it is now. I you know it's, and it's it too much information that they're able to you know these writers are being influenced by what's on the screen and and what's going on in the overall world before they. I don't know if Shooter or Jim Lee probably had more of a pretty good idea of where they wanted to take things. And yeah. that probably blew up in the 70s. And they had so many titles that they tried to keep it straight. Mm-hmm. And that boom, there was a boom that happened then too. And um, then the 80s, I think they consolidated down and then the boom in the 90s. And it was just, you know, everything yeah. was X this, X that. So um, yep. now you got another Renaissance area, Renaissance time, and they're capitalizing it, but it'll, it'll eventually you know, bleed itself out, I guess. For I hope so. I mean, that's another thing like, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, going on the, the Hickman train too, that's like what I agree with. Like, he's so good at that. Like he doesn't do that. In fact, like the movies go on what he has done so much so. And it's just right. like, they follow this guy because his stories are that good. And his character creation is that amazing that like the movies follow him. And then that's what I'm like, okay, I love that. Love to see that on screen. That's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Because we, I mean, we want to. What I want to see is the those old stories retold. I'm dying to see um, the Secret Wars, even though it's to 2015. I still think that's so captivating to me as a story. But I want to see black suit Spider Man. Me too. Right. So yeah. that's what I want to see done right, and I'm hoping for that. And I just think overall that multiverse thing really, really sounds. You, sounds you know, big. I, uh, really? when I think about like the old stories, I want to see. I think of. You know, I, I'm not super thrilled about the, we've talked about this, I'm not super thrilled about the Marvels movie. Like, it doesn't necessarily excite me. Me too. Um, yeah. But what I, and you know, even Captain Marvel, the Captain Marvel movie was fine, but like, it, I don't think of it as highly as I think of like. Nothing to write home about. Yeah. So what I, but I, when I think about it, what I want to see is Rogue 
coming onto the stage and taking Captain Marvel's powers, which is where she got her superpower. Like, because Rogue coming up was just someone that could steal powers. She gained her uh, ability of flight and super strength by absorbing them from Miss Marvel. And so I am looking forward to seeing that on screen. I think you'll get your wish. I think both of you will get your wish. None of those things yeah. are like totally super outlandish. And I, I think cinematically they'd work well. And I yeah. think that both of, I mean, those are two like characters that people adore. And I think that I, I couldn't imagine that not happening. Yeah. I, I would love to see those happen too. I really would. Um, so you brought it up. So I think it's a kind of good point to transition. Let's talk a little yeah. bit about your podcast. So tell us about how it started. Um, you have a, a co-host, Anas. How did you guys meet? Kind of give us the, the history there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I'd love to discuss that. So um, I guess just all in all, like, all through high school and college, Anas and I worked, we curated an app with, it was it was a lot of people on it. Um, I think there was like 100,000 people, 120,000 people. And it was sort of just like a way for people to help break into the industry and just create a fandom. Wait, so you like, and Anas oh. went to college together? We No, we did not. He was actually in Cyprus at the time. And I was, yeah, I was in college, but we both were sort of like hired to work on this app, configuring it together. And it was totally for free. It was just to help people get into the medium and break in. And, you know, it was, it was to help writers and people find their way. And it was just, it was a really great app. And there was a lot of good things that came from it. And we were both just working on it. On, you know, we were on the same team. So him and I worked together collaboratively every day on, on, on the application. And it was great. And he, you know, obviously we were surrounded by people that love comics movies, all that stuff. But he was special because there's not many of us out there, but he was someone who picked up the books weekly like I did. So right off the bat, it was like, boom, like him and I would be like, oh, okay, like this kid knows like, com like comics currently coming out. That's rare. And we just became friends. And then we found out we had so much in common, um, you know, even though we're from so many different so like so different yet the same like we have like pretty much the same birthday same year same way we got into shit like uh you know and he grew up in syria and i i grew up in boston and we just sort of became friends through the app and then you know it's social media so you know uh we just remained in touch throughout there's no reason not to stay in touch with anyone these days you have so many means of doing so so we just stayed in touch and one day you know we'd have these long comic talks probably like you both did and we were like we should just make a podcast like i don't know anything about it but i feel like people would maybe like to listen <laughs> and yeah and so he could edit and i was i was just there running the social media so we started it and we yeah we just started yeah it just was something fun um unfortunately i don't really talk to anas that much anymore ever since the, so he lives in moscow so ever since the um the unfortunate events happening you know now uh, which started almost a year ago, a little over a year ago now, where, you know, you all know, like, um, you know, Moscow invaded, or Russia invaded Ukraine. So he got very cut off from the world. And there was a lot of things that sort of happened to him, like really unfortunate things through that whole thing. And so he kind of had to leave the show. Um, but, you know, he will be back one day. He's doing his best to get out of Russia. It's just impossible. But he's trying to do what he can. And... Um, yeah, unfortunately, I don't really talk to him that much anymore, uh, but he's still like creating comics. He's trying to break into the industry. He's making some strides doing so. So I'm supporting him however I can, but, um, and he's still like one of my best friends. But yeah, that's sort of how it all started. That's how it's going now. 
you know, just, yeah, that's sort of what, how he What year started. was it that you guys started? 2021. Yeah, okay. or, or late 2020. Yeah, yeah. So it's been kind of a while now. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, you're a pro this now. <laughs> yeah. yeah after, no. after two years, yeah. Yeah, time flies. Wow, yeah. So, yes, that's how Geekable started. Um, it started with just two friends that had like-minded, you know, passions and stuff. And yeah. Now, does Anos, does he have a nickname? No, that's his, that's his, is like. Warline? Who's Warline? Oh, Warline is, oh, my God, yeah, that's another Anas I know. He's from Egypt. Yes. Okay, because I was like, yeah, all right, because I just heard him on your show, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, maybe he made a guest appearance. Yes. He got, he got out, or he was able to get on. Oh, that's too here. funny. Okay. Yeah, I called. I usually call him an OS 2.0 just to avoid okay. uh, confusion like that. So that's actually funny you bring that up. But yes, there is yeah. another Anas by coincidence. Yeah, that's that's funny. But yeah. Warline, right? It's a hard yeah, Warline. Yeah, I'm friends with him too because he reads the the comics to old and new. So you know, again, there's Do not you like, like the encyclopedia on that stuff or something. You said. Oh my god, he's like, it's just like it's un unbelievable. Like there's sometimes I don't even know what he's saying. He's just so like fucking smart with it. I'm like, dude, how do you know all this? Like he's like the <laughs> He's the smart, like, besides Dave from Omniverse Comic Guide, I'm sure you guys know who that is. Mm -hmm. I, is I just like, learned about him from your most recent episode. Oh, yeah. That guy's, like, the nicest guy, too, but he's, like, the smartest dude. He knows he could, like, rip any issue off the top of his head and I'd be like, oh, yeah, that happened in, like, Fantastic Four, like, 318. And it's just, he's a great man of, uh, of Yeah, pretty people. much. It's just like, how do you do that? Um, it, yeah, I don't know. I hope I can be on that level one day, but, uh, you know, at the same time, I'm also, like, I don't know if I want that, but... <laughs> <laughs> so talk, talk us real quick about you guys like are i mean you guys grew and like what was it you guys were like in the top five percent of podcasts and or what what is it and then you guys have some huge guests on there like talk to us about that yeah no absolutely so like i'm a pretty i'm like a you know I, like i love to talk i love people so i always go to comic-con and i'll go there and i'll just like network and i'll just be like i want to meet everybody i want to know about everybody i want to talk to like the guests. I want to talk to people on the floor. And so I just started picking up little things and being like, Hey, yeah, like, you know, Matthew Rosenberg, like, will you come on my show? Like, I know this, you know, you've responded to my like fan letters, X, Y, and Z. Like, you know, I'm a fan. I would love if you came on. And they're always like super, that's the thing I love about Comic-Con is that like all the creators are always so nice in the industry. Like minus like a few, but like, they're all just like so good, like awesome people. And so I would just go and I'd be like, yeah, like, can we do this? Sure. And being like having a podcast is actually like, <laughs> I tell people this all the time, it's not that hard and it's not oversaturated, right? Like if you're consistent and you do, and you have like a decent show and you ask like all of your friends to like, Hey, like, can you leave me a review of the show? Like the algorithm will boost you up and it'll just like skyrocket you. Like, like that's my biggest tip is just have everyone listen to your show have them leave reviews, like five-star reviews, write a comment. That's like huge. It's huge. Like that, it's just like, it's monumental because then Apple will say, oh, this podcast is doing pretty well. People are liking it. Put them on the front. And like shit like that will just like matter. And then, you know, it just took off like that. Like we're just consistent and we did all the right things. We tried to like pay to win with it. Like once I threw like $50 at the algorithm, but I didn't really get that much from it. And the other way I do it is literally manual labor. Like Rohan, how I met you, we discussed this. Yeah. I send a message out to everyone who like their account looks good. And I introduce myself and I say, hey, listen to our podcast. We've had these people on. 
I think you'd like it. You're the exact type of person that I would love to listen to the show. Hmm. And usually they will. That's a good. You send out a message on Instagram for all the, for those people. Dude, I've probably done it thousands of times, JP. Nice. Thousands of times. I, I used to sit down and set a timer for 45 minutes and I would manually write out messages, search hashtags, Arthur Adams, right? I would have Arthur Adams on the show. Hey, you love Arthur Adams? Check out the show. Come on. We had him on. Yeah, I had him on. I was like, oh, you, have, you know, come on. Like, yeah, he was great. He was our most listened to podcast. Most listened to besides uh, the Batman movie from 2022 or 2021, whatever year that that movie came up. But yeah, that's dude. That's those are the keys. That is literally how you do it. It is it is that easy to kind of do. You just need to sit down and find the time. Now, you only do podcasts, not nothing on YouTube, correct? Or we don't do wrong? YouTube. No, not really. Don't do YouTube. I want to get into the YouTube reels because I've heard that's the way. That's the move right now. So I'd love to get into that. Um, you know, I have a setup like UJP at my house, at my parents' house, um, where it's just like that. Just like cool comic stuff in the back. Like, so we have your statues at? I have a few statues. My statue like game is one you got or something recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Marvel Legends. Yes. Yeah. yeah I did get okay. that. Yeah. 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 Yes, that's, that's the correct. Yeah, good memory. You're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Good memory. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Like right now I'm in my apartment in Boston, but yeah, I have a great setup at home. Like I spent hours in there just like in a man cave sort of thing like that. But, um, but yeah, no, man. I mean, that's, that's how the podcast started. That's how it, kind of grew was just things like that getting good people on spending time to like really boost up the show um yeah that's sort of how it worked what's your goal with it long term with the show yeah what's the future plans oh man the future plans get more guests on we, we've been on a dry spell with guests because there was like some issue boston comic-con was like didn't really work out the past couple of years and it was kind of shitty and that's usually where i'm like hey i'll print out flyers like hey this is my show you know, Jerome Pena, this is my show. Come on. I'd love to have you on. You know, you're like, a, you're a star. Come on the show. We've had X, Y, and Z on. Like, here, you know, just throw some credibility at him and be like, I'm a fan. Like, you know, like like I said, uh, you know, Al Ewing, you've answered my fan letters before. Like, remember this issue of Ultimates? Like, come, like, let me, you know, come on my show. Let's talk about it. Like, I'm a fan. You know, always they'll be like, sure. Let's do it. Are you have you have writers? Do you have artists on? Do you have uh, yeah collectors, or it's mostly the people in in the industry itself it, making the industry, like yes, the writers, the artists. Yeah, like we had Jordan D. White on, who's like the the head of X Men right now. Everything he's the head of X. Like we had him on. Yeah, we have like we try to find interesting people to switch it up with, and then we'll get like passionate people like you guys on the show too, where it's just like let's fan out, let's talk, let's let's you know. So I'd say the future, honestly, dude, more of the same. More of the same. Like what we're doing has been working. We slowed down with Anas being gone because I didn't know how to do shit, you guys. I didn't know how to edit. <laughs> I didn't know how to do anything. So the algorithm screwed us at the right because I we couldn't. I I did. I was like, I don't know how to do any of this. I can't talk to Anas. He was like completely shut out. It was like an iron curtain for most for the most part. Wow. Yeah, I would rarely hear from him. So I was like, Fuck, I don't know how to do any of this. You know, there were times where I was like, I don't even think I can keep doing this without him. And then I just buckled down. I was like, all right, I'm just going to learn. And it was shitty, but I found out how to edit the episodes somewhat. I'm still not a master of it. So the show kind of took a dive. Um, but uh, I'm just glad I kept it alive, to be yeah. honest. 
Yeah, know? no, I, I'll, I'll say a couple things on that. Like, I mean, when I first told you when we were going to do our first episode, that, that was the number one thing you said is like, make sure you're on every week or whatever your consistency schedule is. Just stay on it because that's going to pump you. Yeah. Um, JP, maybe, you know, we need to probably do, we do a little bit more work on the, um, you know, like he said, the manual labor side of reaching out to people, telling our friends to give it reviews, that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't um, want to tell my friends to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. I tell my, my friends here. Uh, so Nick, so, you know, it's like, and JP's probably the same way where none of my friends in my regular life. Cause like, I, you know, I had like a 30 year plus break from comics. And so right. yeah. I just started it back on my own and I only got friends in the comic book world because of like social media, right? No one I know that I see in three dimensions collects comics. Right. And so when I, when they, I tell them, they're like, well, you have a comic book contest. I was like, really? I'm like, yeah. Like it, we just started. In yeah. Like, no, I, I know exactly the type of conversation you're talking. I know um, exactly the type. Like I, I was like you guys too. Like I was an athlete. Like I was a D1 athlete in, in college. Like everyone would always say like, how do you, like, what do you like? You, you like comics? Like what? And it's just sort of, I know the exact type of thing you're talking about. Yeah. Well, and then like, I was gonna say just real quick, um, but you're right. Like, and maybe I should even be even more forward with bigger names. Cause like, the, the community has been is so so welcoming that like i i mean that's how i we we do these interviews and it's just by us just like messaging people being like hey we like your show on youtube like would you want to come on our show for an interview and it's like everyone's like yeah i'd love to and it's like so we just need to keep doing that like you're right like people are so welcoming and so down and so helpful that they are all you know totally in if you know well this is such a a passion for many people that they want to talk about it Right. You know, like we all, you know, I like what I do work wise. It, you know, pays the bills. But, you know, if I could make a living selling comics or being in this industry, an influencer, right? Yes, an influencer. Yeah, that's what my generation's you know. doing. Yeah. Yeah, no. that, that would that would be fun. Oh, we have a new guest here. We have a special <laughs> guest, Supergirl, right? Yeah, but yes, this is my this is Supergirl. Here's my daughter, daughter Luca. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, and, and it, JP and I like we both talk about like it's just been. You know the world is is crazy especially when you you know you're an adult you have jobs you have kids you have all these things going on like and this has been such a fun thing for us to look forward to each week um and yeah. so yeah it, it, i feel you no no that's great and i like a, a part of the reason i love your show so much is that like i do this too but like a lot of people go through the motions on the show and it's just kind of like okay they'll talk about this like you guys are genuinely excited about like what you talk about like I don't know. It just, it goes a long way. Like how you sound on the pocket, like your show is like, like when I listen to it, I wouldn't be like reposting your shit and stuff if I didn't like your show. I tell people that all the time. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. And like, I always like when you guys come out with new stuff, like I'm genuinely excited. I love checking it out. Like that's why I was so happy to come on. I was like hundred percent. Like, let's do it. I love talking about it. I know you guys too. Like, let's like, yeah, hundred percent. And you're right. Everyone is great in the community and that's, it's awesome. It really is a great little world we have. Um, also, let's uh, let's t- spend a few minutes real quick, at least. Yeah. On um, I know you're a big MCU guy. You guys you guys talk about it a lot on the show. Um, JP and I are kind of in the same boat. Um, you mentioned you saw Ant Man. Why don't you just give us your um, thoughts on Ant Man real quick, and let's just have a quick discussion on like sure, the, yeah, let's do the it. future of the MCU looks like. We, yeah. we did it a little bit on our Ant Man podcast. No, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's have a a Reader's Digest on Ant Man. Look, if I was to give it. If I was to give it some out of five stars, I don't know, probably resting at a 2.8, 2.9. Okay. For Ant-Man. Oh. Yeah. 
Um, Ant-Man movies are typically my least favorite franchise. I yeah. love Paul Rudd. I love Paul Rudd. I love Paul Rudd. I think he's the most genuine, like funny, nice guy ever. I'm so glad he's Ant-Man because anyone else, I just wouldn't really even give a shit about. Oh yeah, for sure. If, if it was someone else, like it'd be hard to think about. It just would, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, I liked it. Um, do I recommend people watch it? Yes. Will it matter going forward? Yes. Do I think Ant-Man will die in Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars? Yes. Do I think he should have died in this movie at the end, saving everybody? Yes, I do. Yeah, I um, said that as our in our when we did a prediction. I said like Ant-Man because because he's such not he's not Thor, he's not Hulk, he's not Iron Man, he's not anyone right. close to that. Like, how do you make an Ant-Man movie matter with this new villain that's supposed to be the Thanos level villain? Is you get the Avengers to assemble because Ant-Man was killed by this guy. Dude, I like that. I like your thought process. And that was my next point. My final point, really everything else in the movie was like, okay, but like Kang wasn't like, I want to be afraid of this guy. Like I want to like, really like be like, Oh man, the Avengers are screwed. Like, that's right. what I want to think. Like, there's no way they get out of this. I didn't leave the movie feeling like that. I love Jonathan majors. But as far as Kang went, a um, little underwhelming. JP, it looked like you had something to say on that. What, what, what were your thoughts? I mean, same way. I, I, I like the movie. It moved. It moves phase. It moves the phase forward. Yeah. But there was right. nothing, nothing big in there. And Kang, who's supposed to be the big bad, was just beaten by Ant Man. That's right. So how do you, thoughts. like you said, how can you be afraid of him? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But the problem with with Kang is I was not a big fan of Kang. Um, I was, I was more of a doom, more of a, um, mm -hmm. Mr. Sinister Thanos. Cause the infinity okay. gauntlet was big, uh, for, for us growing up. Obviously that's why they made the end game movie, but yeah. there's so many different versions of Kang that you can, we, ha I hate retconning a character. You can easily retcon him and say, oh, well he was Victor timely. Oh, he so was easily. Yeah. Mortis. Oh, he was Rama Tut. I'm like, what the heck? And I get it. It's a cool way to integrate him to Daniel Richards. But there's yeah. so many different ways for them to go with Kang that they can kill this one off, which I don't think they will. He'll come back as the Beyonder is what I'm figuring. Uh, you know, he's beyond the quantum realm, we'll say. And that'll maybe be where that they bring in that 2015, 1984 story to do the Beyonders or whatnot. But he, I don't, he's not dead. But it's easy to have 100 Kangs and say, oh, this one got beat by the Avengers. This one got beat by the X-Men. This one got beat by Ant-Man, you know. Yep, I like your thought process. And by the way, they're pushing the Beyonder right now in modern comics, like weekly comics. I think he could show up in Kang Dynasty. I was talking about that to War Lion the other day. I was like, I think he's going to show up. They're pushing this character hard right now. Yeah, I, I, that's what I think. I think the Beyonder will be a variant of Kang in the MCU is my yeah. Opinion. I'm yeah, thinking which I don't like. Beyonder. Which I don't like. I want him to be his own thing. I want Beyonder to nowhere. Cosmically, come out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, like yeah. I like to have it. The Guardians have the cosmic point of it, bringing the bringing cosmic into it. Um, but our thing was is that okay? So you got these multiverses going. You're, I'm thinking that the Beyonder will come from the quantum realm. Will be that was my initial thought. It'd be nice if it came cosmically. Yes, but there will be a tie-in. We talked about that. Fantastic Four will be retcon to be 1960s. Yep, going back to where that bunker was that. Um, Tony Stark's dad and Hank Pym were working during Endgame. Remember, they went back to get the particles. I do. I yep. bet that the Fantastic Four were somewhere in there where some test pilots.
got shot in the space and lost and never heard of again. So that's why they weren't talked about until they automatically somehow come back into this this year or you know whatever year twenty. This is uh, what I love. Yep, I'm following. I'm following your thoughts. I love because they'd have been unknown unknown pilots and then come back with these powers and say, "Oh, that's Reed Richards. Oh, we knew him. Like Mm -hmm. he wasn't a big name that they would have brought him up." So I think that's where they're going to sort of take that stuff. So that's yes, I I agree. I, I, one of the things I was thinking about, though, I think that they have, well, they've all talked about there's going to be time travel and the movie's going to take place in the 60s. I think I also heard that that they're going to go back in time to the 60s in essentially the start. So what I, so after we had our discussion on this the last time, JP, I was kind of thinking, I'm wondering if they, like, because again, I th- as I mentioned in the previous episode, I think Annihilus would be like maybe one of the a character from the quantum. Like I think they're gonna combine the quantum realm and the negative zone. Like how do you feel like I've heard that? Happen? Yeah. Right. And so like before there was Kang, maybe there was this Annihilus character. And let's just say Hank Pym is messing around in the quantum realm in the 60s and Annihilus comes out and they don't have anyone in the 60s at the time to fight Annihilus. And so he goes forward into the future, finds the Fantastic Four, brings them back to um the 60s to fight Annihilus, that all goes down. And then perhaps when it's time for Secret Wars, because of this whole thing, the Fantastic Four get pulled into the whole Secret Wars. And oh, then, like, okay. And okay, then that Secret was Wars my question. Is, and so at the end of Secret Wars, everything's supposed to be reset onto one kind of timeline. And that therefore has Fantastic Four now with whatever X-Men. is currently going on yeah. in the in X-Men. The yeah. Yeah. Well, yep. then you know they just have to have they can't be forgotten about they can't retcon like all of a sudden uh janet pym you know was banging kang and she was banging uh the uh freaking uh what's his name bill murray, bill murray. You know, bill Mar- the whole kang bang in the in a multiverse there <laughs> that was up with that <laughs> yeah no i mean no, i'm just saying you know, they have, like, a word about movies. it and she's like you know, you know how they have porn movies that it's like shaving Ryan's privates and things oh, yeah. like that. Kang bang JP, that's coming. That's coming right there. The Kang bang. Yeah, yep. multiverse. Yep. Kang bang in the multiverse. Yeah, yeah, the Kang bang is coming. <laughs> I love it. No, I lo- honestly, I like the shockers in that movie. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. My God. No, uh, yeah. I, I like that. I like. I like where you guys are thinking. I like where your heads at. I would like all that. I just. I can't wait for the FF to be here. I really can't. Yeah. I. I want to see all that. I really hope that Doom gets his own like show. I honestly yes. franchise him too. Yeah. Franchise is there a current? Him. Is there a current FF run that's good right now? Uh, it's funny because I just read the last issue today. It's funny you asked that, and I was asking myself, is this the best? Like. It's good. I don't know. It's four issues in. It's good. Would I recommend you guys read it yet? Uh, maybe not. Didn't Hickman do a Fantastic Four run? Yeah, man. And it's probably better than John Burns, which to me is like the best Fantastic wow. Four run. And it's probably better. the Ultimate one? Yeah, he did Ultimates too. Okay, that's where that... Who's that? The Reed Richards with the big uh, Xenomorph Golden, looking head thing? Yeah, the Maker. He's like the maker. one of the best villains right now in comics. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I think and they he's... might bring him into that, right? Bring him into the. That's the I'd thing. be down. Like, I'd be down. Not, not knowing the storylines, like as you look out to the future movies, where do you think it's? What's your take on where it's going to go, or what do you want to see? Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I think it's pretty simple to be honest. I think they're going to. I think after Secret Wars, it's going to be like kind of like Dawn of the Mutants. I think we're going to see that a little bit in Deadpool and Wolverine. 
when that movie comes out. I, th- I have high hopes for that movie as well. But um, I think that that's where it's going to be. I think everything's going to be a little more streamlined. And I would just love to see a little bit more of that. And I also think that we're going to see a lot more Daredevil coming up too. He's going to be an Echo. He's going to have his own show, which is 18 episodes. Rumors are heavy that, you know, Spider-Man and Daredevil are kind of going to be yeah. together at some point. I think it's not realistic. I think it's, it's, it's realistic that we will see Tom Holland appear in Daredevil Born Again, the show. Yeah, it seems like that's for certain. Yeah. And so I was just crazy. Yeah. This is the kind of concept I was talking to JP about was that I do think that Marvel and the MCU is going to, and I think they almost have to create several different um, pathways in the sense that like Daredevil's the show is coming, but Daredevil can't really fight Kang. No. JP were talking about, right? Yeah. No. And so I think you're going to have, marvel going a number and i think they have to because at the end of the day like you want to keep bringing on new fans and you right. can't expect fans to re-watch 64 movies to catch up right no and so yeah. i think what they're setting up is you have like we have your cosmic side of things where you can have fantastic four silver surfer th- that kind of realm right and then you're gonna have the street level um thing where you have daredevil you have punisher mm-hmm. there's kingpin um and i think spider-man's a character that can be a character that can Jump. Be the one that ties these all together because he's in this. Be the Kevin Bacon of the MCU, right? Exactly, right. <laughs> Just sort of. And then yeah, I, think, I mean, I think there's going to be a monsters path because he had the werewolf by night. Then they want to do. Dude, that's Rider. what I was going to say. They want. Yes. They want the Blade yes. movies about to be yep. started filming. Um, and so 100%. I think you have different pathways. My question to you though is, since you've read the story with all that's going on, Secret Invasion is about to come out. And it seems like they're going to, it's, it's one that they're banking on to be a big, big kind of thing, but where does that fit in right now? Cause it's like the Cree and, or the scrolls and how does that, does that fit in? Like what, yeah, where, so, where do you see this going? Yeah. Let's talk about that real quick. Look, this, I think this show, I have extremely high hopes for this show. It looks serious. It looks espionage. It looks, it looks Captain America winter soldier, which is one of my all time favorite yeah, movies. Top five MCU movie. Yeah. Probably of my life, dude. Probably of my life. Yeah. Like that is the like my one of my favorite all time movies. I don't think that'll ever change for as long as I live. Um, this movie is going to be. It's it's quoted by Kevin Feige as being the the biggest tie in of all of the projects so far. What that means, we don't really know. What we don't know. Does that mean it's tied into Kang? I couldn't see how. I couldn't yeah. see how. Does that yeah. mean it's tied into? I don't, I don't, I don't know what he means by that. But when Kevin Feige speaks, he's oh man, his dialect is so good. He's so good at at talking and in interviews that when when he says stuff like this, it, it it's true. So what that means, how this will tie in, I don't know. Does it mean it'll have ramifications going forward? What what does this mean? Does it mean that you know at the end of you know episode eight, the final episode, we'll find out that like X person is a scroll and that's going to matter going forward? Like what does that mean? I don't know. But when he says things like this, then it's going to matter. It's going to matter. I have high hopes for the show. It's one of my most anticipated projects. Yeah, I, I agree. Like from what I hear about it, it sounds great. Like I like the fact that it sounds like the espionage, uh, yeah. espionage theme. Um, and all, in all reality, like it kind of seems to have similar themes as the Lanterns show that James Gunn yes. talked about first. And like I think that sounds really cool. Um, and, I, and I will say, like I like why I like the espionage too, especially is like, I do feel like building up to Endgame, the MCU had a good balance of like 
seriousness, but you had moments yes. where you laughed. And I feel like they've kind of leaned too much on the comedy a little bit now in the movies and the shows. Thor and it's Ragnarok. like, it's time. Love and it's Thunder time, me. Yeah, exactly. Like Thor yeah. Love and Thunder. It's like, it's Love time to like, no, this is, these are serious villains and people. Yeah. Like, that's why I think Ant-Man should have died. Where it's just like, and like, should have we died. Gotta, we we yeah. got to level back up the seriousness here now. And I would argue they did with that movie. I would argue they did with Chill that movie. Like, like Ant-Man wasn't like all like chimey jokey, like the first two. Like this movie was a little more streamlined in yeah. terms of like seriousness and, and on the emotional spectrum like that, which I liked. Yeah, I need more of that. Less of like Thor, Love and Thunder. Like I think Guardians is really going to be more like that. I think that's going to be like a, an emotional movie. I think it's going to hit all the. I think it's going to end on a high note. I think it's going to be a great movie. And hopefully, you know, in May when Secret Invasion is rumored to come out, I think that's going to be the same thing. I don't. I think it's going to be great like that. And I think it's going to have us wanting more. And that's all we. That's all we're asking for. We're not asking for a lot. Just chime yeah, down please. the joke a little bit. Phase four had no direction. Phase five now seems to have a direction. So I'm, yeah. I'm intrigued now. Yeah. Given Ant Man, right? That served a purpose to tell me where this the roadmap. And right. The secret yeah, man. Do the same. I agree. I mean, I would argue that Phase four had negative amounts of direction. It didn't even yeah. have no direction. It had negative amounts. There was no. It, it it just was. I don't know. I look back at it, and it's like, it's like saying that like two plus two equals seventeen. It's just like nothing really worked. Nothing really. No. There was no leader. Like Captain America and Iron Man and Thor were my guys. They were my guy. I, I, they were the lead. They were directing the MCU forward. They're pushing it, and we haven't really. We don't have that. Tell me who's who's leading it right now. Well, no, no one's leading, and that's why I hope. Um, my hope, and I talked about this with another guy, Lawrence from Mighty Comics, that nice. Reed Richards can be that guy. I and agree. I would love that. I would love that. Yep, we desperately need it. So that's my one ask. Give me direction and give me like leaders in the MCU to be like, yeah, okay, I want leaders that are guy. able to 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 steer the ship because right. you don't have anybody like like you were saying, Daredevil, the street level people and these new characters don't have the power level to fight Kang. Right. So you got Thor left, you got the Guardians, you need Silver Surfer, you need the, the Fantastic Four, you need some of these big cosmic people centuries. Century, no. bring him in, hundred percent, dude. Yeah, they, no. like I, it can be done. I think it'll be savage, uh, salvage. Excuse me. So many people are like, "Oh man, yeah, I gave up on Marvel. I haven't. I haven't. No. I'm not even saying that because like I'm a fanboy. I haven't given up. I think, I think it'll work out." Rohan, what did I send you the other day? After every movie, Kevin Feige says we have a meeting with the directors and with our board, and we discuss what went well and what yeah. didn't. Yeah, every movie yeah, they're, they they're on top of it. I mean, they are. Yeah. Like, I, I also think took too some many. liberties because they made some money and they had so some great success. So they took some chances that didn't stick. Now they're getting back to it. And, and you know, you know, also, these I, had a couple. Go ahead. I would say also, you got to expect, like, again, like I said this in that other podcast, like, Disney bought Marvel not to just make Endgame and stop, right? Their plan is to make, like, they're making content for the decades, right? I mean, they haven't stopped making yeah. Mickey Mouse content, right? Or, yeah. Winnie the Pooh or whatever, right? So they're going to plan to make this for decades to come. I'm all on board, but we also have to have expectations that it's not always going to be home runs because that kind of consistency, it just does not exist. That too. That too. You have to remember a lot of like phase one and three was was as much as Kevin Feige's dedicated and the teams were there, like John Favreau, you have the, the Russo brothers, like dedicated people that knew their crap. There was a lot of luck involved. A yeah. lot of luck involved with those with those what, movies. What's funny about that is that 
John Favreau was was my guy in swingers, right? Mikey, right? I felt yeah, like he yeah. was, I was just like that guy, you know, in a sense. And then I found out he directed Iron Man and Elf. I'm like, my two favorite movies of those that 10 years, he directed both of them. Crazy. I was like, it's hard to I I didn't see him doing that. He directed swingers as well. Him and him and um Vince Vaughn, or they were wrote that or something. So yeah. uh it's it's crazy the impact he had and on Mandalorian, which came out yes. today. Yep. You know, that's yep. big when you have such a fan like that that can make great stories. Kevin Smith the same way. So you need yep. Russo brothers. I, I don't know what their tie-in was, but they seem to be fans yeah. like Foggy. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So Foggy, they're not, yeah. They're not James corporate Gunn. Right. In, a, in, a, in a suit just trying to make money. They want to make these stories. Right. So. Yeah. Real quick, guys. Key takeaway there. 10 years ago or whatever it was, JP was a swinger. Uh, and, and he made the Kang Bang a reality. Yes, before, many times, many times. I made that reality all weekend long. Uh, yep. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. the JP verse. There yeah. I did. I did have the chain. This the, the chain with wallet chain. I did have that. I did have the Doc Martens, but uh, I didn't go as far as uh, the new Swingers version. <laughs> so, yeah. so, but uh, yeah. I was I was going to ask you, you know, your direction of the movies, but your you know, Rohan and I have these, uh, you know, the trifecta, we'll call it, of what we're trying to collect. And, okay. and uh, is there, you know, and I don't know if there's real reason why it's just because they were popular or, or what. I don't know. I don't know why I want to collect what I want to collect. I mean, it's what I like, um, but there's three books that we want to have. And Rohan has Ooh. three of them. I'm still trying to get number three. Um, oh, I need to know. So GSX1, Giant Size X-Men. ASM 129 and Incredible Hulk 181. Those are the trifecta Bronze Age, right? Books. Yeah. Beautiful. For me, you could add on FF48 too because of my Silver Surfer love. Oh, yeah. Trifecta. That's a good one. Man, Quadfecta. What would you call that. that? I almost bought that at Rhode Island Comic Con, but I bought, what was it? ASM 29, which is when Romita Sr., that was his first. 39, 39, 39. 39. Excuse me. Thank you. Thank you for correcting me. Yes, 39. That was first Romita Sr. And I was like, Man, I'd love to have San Lee and Romita sign this. Yeah. So that's why I was like, damn, I gotta go for that. Yeah, that's a that's a top. Not only is it his first one, talk about hitting a home run out the park. I mean, that is a oh, top five dude, no. all-time Spider-Man cover. Yeah. Yeah. And it came that's back it. from CGC with a 4.5, which was a little underwhelming. I wasn't gonna send it back in or anything, but I was just hey, like, man, I'll I tell you what, like and JP and I talk about this a lot. Like, we're not guys that are buying comics as our retirement fund they're you know we collect for the love of the comics and yeah as far as i'm concerned i as long as it presents well i am happy with any grade i can find at a good price at a good deal yep. so, yeah you guys are great at finding deals like i yeah. you know that's it's pretty amazing like the comics you guys come across on a daily basis that i see po posting about pretty crazy and, and jp i need to follow you too i don't think i follow you but I speak for Rohan when I say that. Like, Dan, like, dude, your your comic game's like crazy. Like, it's insane. It, oh, it's, thanks. Oh, thank man. you. Thank yeah, you. Dude, I mean, dude, look at your background. I keep looking at it. Like, I just like I keep like trying to see cool stuff. I see you got a Ghost Rider comic back there too. Yeah, I I, I go to antique stores and find stuff, you know, and and that's, that's I basically try to find some margin to find the books, you know, to trade for the books I want. But then, like that. Ghost Rider cover is not worth anything, but it's no. man. That was that was Tex was a great artist, man. I mean, those fireheads. That oh my yep. god, love. Yeah, that. and that's like that's like peak what we grew up on was that kind of stuff. Yeah, right, right. High yeah. octane nineties, just yeah. freaking crazy. Yeah, no, and I. It like was that. great artwork back then. It was all about the artwork, and that's 
that's sort of why majority of my collection is is McFarlane. The, the wall behind me in white is all McFarlane books. Love um, that. And and those are books I had as a kid. So now I, have I see it. Now I see so, it. Now once you say that, now I'm making out exactly what each cover is. Um, yep. So I I still have those ones and a few. I, I find them here and there, and I just I I don't really sell my McFarlands because I want to have everyone he he drew plus go back yeah. and get Coyote and the yep. DC books he did. So that that's sort of my my thing to be able to display them all. But that trifecta was important to try. It was important to get, but there's other important books that you know we can argue about but what were the books that you yourself might want to display like at your man cave what do you have up that's your I'm most not, proud honestly yeah so i do have some like big books the last big key i got it's bad i can't remember the the name of the captain or uh, the miss marvel issue but it was first mystique because that oh uh 18 i think damn yeah is that 18 I think, I think. It's, it's in the teens. I was going to say 17, but I don't think Girl, that's right. You that might, might be a new Rain Man of our yeah, show. I, think, I know. I, I I look the, at him over I, here. I think the 17 <laughs> is the cameo and the 18 is the full yeah. appearance, I think is how it goes. So I just got both of those the other day in pretty much near mint condition, which I was really happy with. Um, those I got because it, it tied into sort of the um, like the Korvac saga from the 70s, which is an event that I've been trying to collect for so long, but it's impossible to do so. I finally got it so I can read that. Those are the last like keys that I bought. As far as like the big three, if I was to like sit down and be like, if I could just snap my fingers and these would be the comics in front of me. Honestly, I think it would be Hulk number one. I love that. I oh. love that. Uh, just everything about that book. It was like a horror book. The Hulk wasn't a good guy. He's come a long way since then. His characters, you know, his character development's been amazing. But just mm -hmm. everything that that book stood for at the time, loved it. You know, are, you aware, are, you, are you aware? Are you aware that Hulk One is the most rare Silver Age Grail there is? I am not. That is so yeah. interesting. Yeah. So I, I mean, not. the only reason AF fifteen is more valuable is because of how much pop. Like Spider Man is next to Batman and Superman the biggest superhero, but if you were to take AF fifteen out, Hulk One is the one to get because it is the most rare. Out. I had no idea. That's that's a cool fact. I had no idea. Yeah. So, but but that would be one if I was to just snap my fingers. The other one would probably be Giant Size X Men number one, just because that is like, the, that is the book for so many reasons. Oh yeah, so many reasons. Yes. That is like the comic, um, especially you know we're sitting here talking about the MCU going forward. You know you can't sit here and tell me that none of those characters are like not going to be in the MCU. They hundred percent will be. 100% will be. That book was about diversity. That is everything that the MCU is right now. They're going to they're gonna play that for every penny that it's worth, right? I mean, yep. you have yep. Colossus, Storm, all, just a litany of amazing characters that all stand for different things. And that book just was like the movement forward. That would be definitely one of them. Um, the other one too, like I'm a big Punisher guy. I would, I love Punisher, but like truly, if I was to like sit here and say like, if I was to have just like one book in front of like, just to hold in my hands and just to like own it, um, honestly, it'd probably be FF number one. If I was to collect one series from start to finish one series, it wouldn't be Avengers. It wouldn't be Spider-Man. It would be fantastic Four, right? Yeah. The stories are out the, out of this world. No, not only really that, like the teams on the books, amazing teams. There was no yeah. like, bad team. Like, yeah, not only that, like when you go through, when you go through, like, I get like, you could definitely have a debate. Like what is the greatest comic book run? It would be, you know, ASM or X-Men. Well, you know, I think the two that you would, if you really got down to it, it would be ASM and FF. And not yeah. only does FF have the stories, but like they, debuted so many 
major oh. characters, right? Silver yep. Surfer, Galactus. Black Panther, Galactus, the yep. Inhumans, right? Mm -hmm. um, all of these guys. I mean, Doctor Doom. I can't even believe we forgot that. Submariner's first appearance oh. in the Silver Age was Fantastic Four, right? The first Dude, Marvel team up yeah. of villains was number six is Submariner and Doctor Doom, right? It is. It, it, there are just so many. Like you don't have the Marvel Silver Age without Fantastic Four. No, you don't. You don't. You don't. And that's why they need to matter in the MCU. That's why they need to matter going yeah. forward. And that's why I would stand by that any day. If I was to just, if someone was like, hey, I have a, if you can have one run, what would it be? I can give it to you. Yeah. End of the day, I don't think the, the the FF was as popular in the 90s as. No, it definitely wasn't. It wasn't. And I don't know why. Bad. Like, Yeah, they suffered real bad. Like it was yeah. not the comic to buy. It was yeah. weird. Like Sue Storm had like her boobs showing with like the four. It was just, it was, huh. it was weird. Yeah. It was a weird. I, um, there was though, and I watched it. I did watch it and I did enjoy it. There was a Fantastic Four cartoon and I, I loved it. Yeah, I've seen a few episodes of that. Like Ghost yeah. Rider staring down Galactus. Like yeah. And it's, it was a weird show, yeah. but like, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I like the movie that came out with, um, Jessica Alba and, you know, oh, uh, Chris yeah, Evans. No, no, no. That was hey, terrible. Yeah, I mean, I like it's it. finally you got to see Galactus. You got to see, which was a terrible Galactus, but you terrible, got to see but, Silver Surfer, yeah. Doctor Doom, which was, again, terrible, but the, the, the attempt. Like, it wasn't as bad as the Captain America movie, the 90s. Have yeah. you guys ever seen that one? Yeah. That was well, not I, awful. I haven't seen it all the way and, I, and, those, yeah. and those two were definitely better than the rebooted one by, like, Josh Trank or whatever with, like, Miles Teller and Michael B. Jordan. That oh, movie right. were so big names now. But they're big yeah, names huge, now. Yeah, huge names now. But, like, I rewatched that movie recently. Just like, I can't remember this movie that well. And I watched it. I was like, it is so embarrassingly bad. Not to mention, like... It's embarrassing. It's, not it's, to mention, like, Doctor Doom is the Joker of Marvel, right? He is the biggest, baddest villain Marvel has but, created, right? But we, we didn't have like, him. What's that, JB? We didn't have him in the 90s. Like, I mean, Thanos was the guy. So yeah, because we got to try to pull somebody sure. out. You know, yeah, what I mean? like, but right. like in that movie, he's like relegated to that z negative zone or wherever they go to, and like he dies there. It's just like, how would you, how could you take a character like Doctor Doom and just like crumple him up and throw him away? Like, I just know. that easily. That's it's just it. so yeah, bad. those movies were just unwatchable. Honestly, a documentary could be made about the behind the scenes of that movie too. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was like so much like stuff going on behind the scenes of that movie. Like, really bad. I remember coming out and just following it and be like. I don't even know if this is true, but it's just entertaining as fuck what's going on. Like, yeah. just, like, director, like, walking out, like, Miles oh, Teller, yeah. just, like, no one wanted – it was just horrible. And, um, JP, I want to say, too, like, going back to your Silver Surfer, I, 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 I liked those movies because at the time I was little and, like, I was starving. I was starving. The MCU wasn't a thing yet. It's so, like, just put Fantastic Four and Silver Surfer in front of me to any capacity and I'll probably like it. Yeah. Um, I, honestly, I had no problem with how the Silver Surfer was portrayed in that movie. I thought he was totally fine. And if we had something equivalent to that in the MCU, I'd be happy with it. Like yeah. Silver Surfer withstood the test of time in that movie. I honestly, I thought it was like the best part of that movie. And it was I, definitely, I was definitely the best part. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Just everything about think, it. I think the whole, the whole, the team was okay. I mean, the Galactus is probably the worst part of it, but yeah. their Doc Doom was okay. I mean, yeah, he was passable. It wasn't great. I agree. Yeah, you know, passable. But, Watchable and passable. That's like yeah. what I needed back then. Like now my standards are up to here, right? Oh, when I know. After Endgame. Like, I, I will Endgame, say, Infinity I, I, mentioned, I mentioned this on one of our earlier episodes. The Silver Surfer one was Fantastic Four 2. Yes. I haven't rewatched that one, but I remember I just put on, just because I was bored one day, Fantastic Four 1, so the first one there. 
Yeah, I remember. Like I had, if you watch it today, it looks so cheap. Yeah. Like, so bad. Like, you're like, JP and I could have made this uh, together. Like, with that. But go book. back, go back and watch Superman, the movie. I mean, no, it's no, it, I, I hear you. And I just, after we, uh, again, I watched those Superman movies and they, they're great. And they, but like, it's, it's just different. It's like, because Superman, while the effects, yes, are bad, they at least seem like current with what was going on. Then, like, Fantastic Four, it was like they were, I don't know if they were trying to be like, oh, we got to do this thing up. It's going to be super snazzy. And it's just, it just, it's, it just, just watch it. Like, you'll look at it and you're like, is this a real movie? Like, this looks like a Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah, even the writing was just not, nothing, nothing hit. The practical effects were good for what they were back then, but yeah, nothing was a hit. And it didn't move the comics either. And and now, now it kind of, and now it does. And that's what the spec game is about. We don't have to get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's what happened. And and Mm -hmm. those movies didn't really move the books. Didn't, even though my kids were into the movies, I was into them. I didn't go pick up comics again until now, right? Until a year ago. I don't know what caused, I mean, I have an idea what caused it, but it wasn't the movies because I loved Endgame was probably the best movie I've ever seen. I have ever saw. Me too, and man. Me too. I thought Matrix was the best movie until I saw Endgame. Yeah. So that movie was by far the, the best movie. And it didn't make me go buy comics again. Right. But I don't know what got me into it. But again, I still was connected to it. So yeah, those movies definitely. helped to keep people connected. Yep. But we need something better coming forward, I think, to. Uh, yeah. I agree. And I, I think I'm not even just being optimistic. I, I do think we will get that. I do. Yeah. I, like I said, I think we'll, we'll get, we'll get back up there and like, you know, we'll, there'll be, like, again, this is going to be a decades long thing. Like it'll be. Yeah. I mean, it's funny you said that Rohan, because just the other day, Kevin Feige said, we want to do this for 80 years, yeah. like 80 years worth of stories and character like that. He literally just said that like four days ago. Yeah. So actually that's kind of like, have you guys seen this um, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Or oh, that I've heard of it. I've so heard you guys, of it. Do you guys understand what's going on now? So the yes. reason why this movie is able to be made is because copyright patents last 95 years. Right. Winnie the Pooh's 95-year mark just hit January 1st. And like, so that now anybody can make a Winnie the Pooh movie, right? Similarly, um, what is it? Peter Pan. It's 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 ninety five year run is now done and there's going to be a Peter Pan horror movie. Um, Interesting. There's a, there's a third one coming out. Um, I can't remember which one it is, but it's also having a horror movie. Mickey Mouse ninety five years runs out next year, uh, oh. and in the next five years, the JP's like oh, <laughs> the, the copyrights on That's Batman terrible. and Superman are going to be done. So Superman like porn in these oh, yeah in these like, next in these next few years. There's probably going to be some weird stuff with all these like classic characters, right? Because, and I don't know where the 95 year number came from when they did that copyright law, but whatever. But like all of those great things that have been created from so long ago that we've grown up with are now all about to be free for the public. That's a scary thought. That's that like, is because think about how long it it's taking Marvel to bring the X Men in and have their own standalone Hulk movie because of the rights that they sold off. Yeah, but you're telling me at 95 years, you know, some studio can make a, a porn with Superman or make a blood and guts movie with Winnie the Pooh. There's got to be that's... something to that, though. There's got to be like, 
I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Just, Might as well sell your comics now before that happens. Yeah, I could just or, see Disney putting like a team of lawyers and just saying just just run them dry of their money and just yep. hope that this works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think they got to have to do it because it'll 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 mess up. Uh, you know their standings that's, it's, that's not good that is not a i don't like that thought i wish you didn't put no. that in my head rohan i yeah. don't like that oh, you, i don't like i don't want to see mickey mouse like stabbing people and like ripping yeah. tongues out i really i'm okay with that yeah we got to end on a positive note what do we got here to end on a positive note we, we do can't, we can't we do. how about this MCU. nick what what's the next episode of, of geekable coming out what's it on Next episode of Geekable coming out. Uh, oh my God, what is that about? Oh, that's Ant Man review. Yeah, we didn't oh, okay. do that yet. Yes, because this was the first time in my in literal existence where I didn't see uh, on uh, on an opening weekend. I was just so busy traveling for work, and then and then I and then I spent another few days traveling a little more for pleasure, and then I came back, and then the movie was there, and I was just like, oh my God, I cannot believe I didn't see it. So I went and saw it with my mom, and it was like eight days later, but. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to see it. And it's somehow, I like I said, Rohan, I need to go bet on Red in Vegas because I didn't see a single spoiler. Yeah. And oh, yeah, well. honestly, though, it was weird, though, because I was like, okay, I haven't seen a spoiler, so nothing must have happened in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, did you didn't check your Instagram feed or anything? That whole Honestly, time? dude, I gave up. After, like, day three, I was like, I'm just, just all right, I'm just going to go back on Geekable and just look at the DMs and look at people saying, like, oh, did you notice this? Did you see this? And I was just like... Okay, let's just do it. And I didn't really have that, so I was like, nothing must have happened, but I don't know. So hey, I don't know. But if I, look, if I was to make one prediction right here, I, I think um, I think Scott Lang will die in um, in in uh, Kang Dynasty. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I think that. I think they saved it, and we'll see. Yeah, but I, I, I think the Kang Dynasty is going to be like a lot of these new Avenger characters first, and they're going to yeah. fail, and that that's going to then involve bringing on oh back. Uh, that's an interesting thought. I didn't even yeah. consider that. Yeah, like have Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, just you know, get exactly because they're all Kang, all these yeah. new characters are like none of them have the ability to take on Kang, right? Experience like, or ability, right? Yeah, yeah, none of them do. So, yeah, I mean, overall, you know, guys, I'm super thankful to to have been on the show. Definitely learned a lot from you guys, JP. I need to follow you, and like, I also want to say too, like, if you guys ever have any questions, like, you guys have missed a lot of material and a lot of stuff, like. I'm like an encyclopedia at this point, like leverage me for any questions or anything you guys yeah. need. And I definitely anticipate like reaching out to you guys as my go-to people for like collecting stuff. Cause if I ever have a little extra money, like, oh, like I would love to buy like a nice McFarland book or a nice, yeah. this, yeah. you know, Claremont, yeah. X, well, this or that. So let's, let's lean on each other here a little bit. And, and for sure. we, we yeah. are definitely going to want to have you on again in the future. So please, my God, I'd love to. I had a great time with you guys. Um, yeah, JP, yeah. pleasure to meet you. Seriously. Nice to meet you. Yeah, no, definitely want to come back. <laughs> yeah, we love, we could talk about this stuff for till we are, as, I know. Hard, as they would say. Yeah, see, we're no. running on like an hour 30, and it's just yeah, like, this like is every my, this, this is, is my great. gotta go call right here. Yeah, that is, that is bedtime, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, Nick, thanks for coming on again. Appreciate the content, the information. Rohan, it's always good to see you in 2D. Yeah. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll message back and forth. But until the next podcast, everyone, I appreciate your time. Looking forward to seeing everyone on the next pod. Uh, Take it peace easy. Peace out, guys. Peace. Bye, guys.